Hey, 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 and welcome to Soul Sunday. I am your girl, April Talee. Um, If this is your first time joining in on this conversation, welcome. Um, for those of you who are returning, I'm so glad that you came back. Um, as I've mentioned before, this podcast um, talks all things soul. Our soul is comprised of three components, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And on any given Sunday, we will talk about one of those particular areas. And this Sunday's no different. And so um, I want us to jump on in. Um, so today we're going to talk about an area of our soul that is related to our will. And so um, I, I'm prayerful that um, from listening to this, that we'll be able to um, have some growth um, and be able to conquer this area of the soul um, in a better, more meaningful way. And so um, today I want to talk about application and um, the application of what we learn from the word of God, rather it's from our own reading, rather it's from our um, listening when we go to um, our, our respective churches, um, rather it's even um, listening to um, someone that's wise counsel, like a family member or um, someone that um, is really um, a deacon or someone that's in the church and that's able to give you some sound wisdom. And so what happens with application and why is application sometimes one of the most difficult thing, um, difficult things for us to do in our Christian walk and faith. And so I want to dig in a little bit. I don't know about you, but when it comes to application um, and being obedient to what I learned in the word of God, I, I find it challenging. I find it challenging at times, and it's not always the easiest thing, especially earlier on. Um, it's becoming much easier. Um, I'm still human. I still make mistakes. Um, and so um, it's definitely an area that could still continue to or it requires some development. And so I want to talk about it. I want us to talk about it. I want us to dig in deep and see if we can come up with some creative ways or some strategies um, for us to be able to be more intentional about our application of what we learn from the word of God, as well as um, being more uh, obedient and how we can be obedient to um, the will of God. And so it's one thing for us to have our own way and the way we want to do things and get things done. But God has a way and God has a path that he wants us to be on. And so um, we need to get in the know and, you know, and start getting on that path. And so um, one of the things that I find interesting about application I'm not sure if you guys share in this experience, but I remember growing up um, in grade school um, and the textbooks that I um, had, um, whether it was English or social studies, or, you know, a history. I remember the textbooks um, having chapters and in each chapter, um, you know, it could be 12 or 13 pages of um, information or content. But at the end of each chapter, there was always um questions um, to 
to give us uh, to, to see if we learned what did we were we able to take the information that we read and be able to comprehend the information or be able to recite the information as something um, for new knowledge. Um, but at the end of um, most of those um, questions, there was this other section um, that weren't the questions, but application ways to apply what we learned. And um For me, I recall, especially in grade school, where that particular portion of uh, the questions, it wasn't something that we we rarely got to that part of the questions in class and or in the homework. Um, And I don't know if it was just because like we really just wanted to focus on the meat and potatoes or there was just a lack of time. But I just don't remember really focusing on focusing in on application. Um, and so I've developed some habits from that and um, with my learning and so much. I've been going to church since I was seven, seven years old or so. Um, but even through, you know, high school and even my early undergrad um, college years, um, application wasn't a strong suit for me. Um, it, you know, it was like, OK, this is what I need to learn. Let me memorize as much as I can so I can regurgitate it. But, you know, me taking that information and saying, OK, uh, manipulate that. So this is how I could fit this into my life. That wasn't a, um, a practice of mine. Um, it wasn't until I went to grad school, um, occupational therapy school, um, to be exact, um, that um that had to go to the wayside. Those old habits of um, taking information and it just be reciting it or memorizing it. Um, it, 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 we couldn't, I couldn't cut it, cut it with that. Um, OT school um, required a higher level of application. Um, dealing with the public, um, <laughs> dealing in healthcare, um, it is um, impactful and of extreme importance for you to be able to apply what you learn and um, being able to demonstrate that you understand the content enough that if you're put in a situation that you would be able to pull that and be able to manipulate it. So um, that skill was had to be developed. Um, and in order for me to be able to graduate from um, grad school and become an occupational therapist. And I have to be honest that I, although I had been going to uh, to church since I was um, in the second grade or third grade, it wasn't until after grad school when um, in a whole different setting where that skill set of application um, was strengthened that I was able to come out of that and began to see some substantial growth in the area of spirituality. And I do believe outside of, you know, going to a, a wonderful church and having a good, good leaders um, at my church. Um, I go to Impact Church in Jacksonville um, under the leadership of Bishop George Davis and um, Pastor April Davis. And um, it's, it's been a, a, a tremendous help since 2014. I've, I've grown spiritually in ways that uh, in all of those years from elementary going through my 20s and even some of my early 30s, you know, that was not happening. So uh, I'm grateful to them. But I am also uh, I have to be cognizant of the fact that my approach to learning was different. Uh, My approach to learning and taking what I was reading 
um, it became more real and alive for me. It it wasn't that I was reading this out the Bible out of duty, but reading the Bible and saying, okay, how like I'm gonna intentionally try to use this information in my daily walk or in um in practical ways. And so um I think those two things came go hand in hand. Um but um I just you know I want us to talk about why application is so important. Um when reading um I, I've talked about this particular scripture very often um, because I just find that when it comes to us being able to walk in our divine purpose and be um, everything that God called us to be, that there are blessings attached to us walking in that calling and being obedient to that call that God has given us. And so Deuteronomy 28 is my um, go to scripture. And I honestly Excuse me. I'm sorry. I tried to um, make it one of those um, a, a mantra and or where I um, an affirmation where I speak this over my life as well. Um, and so I kind of want to dig in here with you guys a little bit. And so Deuteronomy 28 um, reads as such. It says that we are we should be blessed in the city and we shall be blessed in the fields. We shall be blessed um, and the fruit of our body and the fruit of the ground and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of our kin and the flocks of their sheep. Um, blessed shall thy basket and um, your store be. Um, and this is like our money and our bank accounts. Okay, equivalent to that. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest and thou blessed shall be um, blessed shall you be when you go. Um, the Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and then flee another or seven ways. Actually, the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. That's our stocks. That's our bonds. That's our bank accounts. And in all that thou settest thine hand unto. Okay, so we, you know, our businesses and our um, our jobs and what we what we do every day and our work, those are going to be blessed. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Um, the Lord shall establish thee as a holy people unto himself. Um, and so this this here, this blessing. This is the blessing that we have from God when we are called and we are acting in obedience. Um, one of the um, 28 one in Deuteronomy says, and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord of thy God. And if we were to follow his commandments. And so um, there's a caveat to us having these blessings and it's related to our obedience or our application of God's word. And so um, 
Um, if you guys are new to reading the Bible or if you um, like for me, I like to break it into it is actually broken into two. So we have the Old Testament. We have the New Testament in the Old Testament. We are under um, an old covenant that was given to Moses. So the commandments were given to Moses and um, Moses um, dispersed that information or those commandments to the Israelites or to God's people. And so we have the law or we have the commandments and under the old law um, or under these commandments, um, we have um, statues and rules and things that we are not to do so that we um, can be able to deal and socialize with each other in a um, in an effective manner. And so God has given us these things so that we can be able to um to be able to deal with each other in a way and love on each other in a way um, that he would love on us. And so he wouldn't want us stealing from each other. Um, He wouldn't want us killing one another. He doesn't want us to covet and envy what another um, um, person may have. Um, He wants us to love him. You know, he wants us to love him with all of our heart. He wants us to obey our parents. And so, uh, um, all of these 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 commandments and rules are things that God created so that we can be able to socialize with each other and be able to be um, in, a, in a be affectionate to each other in a way that God would be affectionate towards his creation. And so, um, unfortunately, over time. Um, although we had these rules and these statues and these commandments, we um, it, we would fall short. Mankind fell short in being able to follow these rules. And so much so that the ones that were really trying to live up to these statues and live up to these um, to these commandments would often break commandments by making people uh, or making people feel bad about not keeping the commandments. And so they would stone people, kill people. Um, That's not, you know, God's best for us. That's not what God would. um, That's not us loving each other. And so um, in the law, although it was something to help us be able to be civil with each other, in turn, um, because of sin, um, we, this, this big sin issue, um, we, we, we just couldn't get it right. Um, and so um, there were times where every year that they would have a priest that would go on the behalf of the people to God to sacrifice um, the first lambs or the first um, the first fruit um, was given as an offering or burnt offering to God um, to cover the sins um, for that particular year. And so people, um, this was something that we um, religiously did to try to cover the sin because sin was just a difficult thing for us to get through. But praise God for Jesus Christ. And so we move into the New Testament. Yay. Jesus Christ comes on the scene and he is the the lamb of God. He is our sacrifice, our sacrifice, our sacrificial lamb. And so we have been covered once and for all for those who believe in Jesus Christ. And so from that point on now, we, the sin issue um, is covered, but it doesn't mean that the that we don't still have the desire 
to sin. And so um, and our obedience isn't something that isn't always um, still uh, that we have to look at and be able to conquer. And so I kind of want to talk about some of those barriers that we see today. Even though we are under a new covenant with Jesus Christ, what are some of the barriers that we have when looking to apply and be obedient to what God has called us to do? And so one of the first things is uh, doubt. Um, I think that doubt Doubt has been on the scene since the Garden of Eden. And one of the first things that the enemy did was present an idea and present a suggestion to Eve that what what God had told them, is that really true? Can you believe that? Did God really say that? And so, you know, in our knowledge and in our thinking, um, we have the ability to start to have what is called double mindedness. So where God would say that this is something that we're supposed to do, but then we question it, you know, well, I don't know if that's really what he meant by that. You know, you may find yourself saying that, or you may have heard other people say that. Um, I don't know if that's what God really was calling me to do. If we we may not only doubt God, but we may even doubt ourselves, you know, like, I don't know if I can really do that. You know, I know that there are plenty of examples in the Bible where even Moses, um, Moses was told to, okay, you're going to go and you're going to free your people. You're going to free them. He was like, I don't, I think you got the wrong guy, God. Um, I can't talk. I stutter. Like, obviously you, you, you got this messed up. And so we may doubt ourselves and, and, and doubt can be a way for us to not walk and apply the word of God and walk in disobedience. And so, um, we have to check our, our mindsets on doubt, understanding that what God says is true, understanding who is presenting the idea of the doubt. So it may sound like yourself, but oftentimes that is a fiery dart that is stemmed from a spiritual force, um, which is in opposition of God. And, um, and so being able to recognize it as that, then we're able to conquer it better. Okay. And so, um, doubt is, um, one way or a barrier to our application of God's word. Um, um, disobedience, um, disobedience. I, I talked about being obedient, um, but um, we can have outright have decisions that just disobey what God or um, what God has told us not to do or what we know to be right. Um, but we're not alone in this. Um, our flesh is strong and it's it's warring against us. I believe it was it's Paul who says, I know what I'm supposed to do and what I should do, but my flesh is telling me to do another or my flesh craves to do another. Um, and so, um, and actually he says, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity of sin. And this sin is just disobedience. Okay. And so, um, our body is telling us, you know, something totally different. And although we want to do the right thing, we still end up going against what God has called us. I'll be transparent as I always have, like some of the areas that I have, um, been, uh, struggled the, the most with has been in, um, sexual immorality. 
I hadn't talked about this much on this particular platform, but um, sexual immorality is one of those areas where, you know, I I know that God has called me to um, one connect with a husband and meet someone. And um, and then from that uh, covenant relationship, being able to engage in um, sexual activities from there. But um, I, I I mean, it, it has been a struggle through my adult life and my impatience in waiting on a husband and spouse. Sometimes my flesh says, you know what, April, just you covered, <laughs> you know, but but you, but that is not, you know, that's not God's best for me. Because when I tell you the scars and the bruises that my heart has endured, my body, you know, giving my body to someone and that not be my husband and then have to turn around and walk away from a failed relationship is not God's best for me. It's not God's best for you. And so, um, you know, some of these, the parameters that God gives us, we think of it as him stalling on us or holding out on us, but it's really just a protect, a protection to keep us, um, from hurting each other or hurting ourselves. And, um, and so we have to keep that in mind. And so we're warring against that. But one of the ways that um, we are able to combat this disobedience in the new covenant is through um, what Galatians says. Galatians 5.16 says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So walking in the spirit. So me walking in the spirit, what is walking in the spirit? I'm glad you asked. Um, walking in the spirit is us allowing God to direct us, our inward man. We're focused on those things that are um, are higher, the higher level things. We're focused on the spiritual things. And so um, when we are walking in the fruits of the spirit, which are love, joy, peace, um, meekness, um, long suffering, faith, um, and self-control. Oh God, self-control. Then we are walking after the spirit. When we strive to do those things, then we are less likely to walk in disobedient or walk uh, or, and do things that are against God. And guess what? We are applying God's word at the same time. And so, um, uh, at one point, I was like, God, Lord, you know, when God was talking to me, especially he started with the love walk for me, um, being able to love on people because um, I like, yeah, you know, like that love walk in the past, me saying what I feel, I, you know, no filter, you know, um, me um, uh, cutting people off. You know, you just got to do it. You know, I put people in a box real quick. I still kind of you still got to be able to do that. But it doesn't mean that you don't love on people. You don't allow people to be people and human. People are human and um, and they're going to make mistakes. And, and those mistakes can um, have an effect on you if you allow it to. But if we can give grace to those people by knowing and understanding that we are and um, fall short um, just the same and we needed grace, then sometimes we don't allow those um, those offenses to cut us as deep. And so um, walking in the spirit um, is definitely one of the ways that we are able to um, apply God's word and overcome a barrier to 
um, disobedience. Okay. And so, um, uh, another barrier is underdeveloped hearing, um, underdeveloped hearing. And what do I mean by that? Like I said, walking by the spirit, allowing God to talk to us. Um, you know, in this past, I would say it's been the past six years. I've been going to church all my life. That whole thing, God talking to you and him telling you what to do, that was so underdeveloped. Oh, my gosh. I It wasn't until like um, I, I was sitting there listening. I've heard other pastors say it, but it just, you know, my bishop, he was like, and God told me this and God told me that. He said it was so much conviction. And I'm just like, OK, all right, God, what's up? Why are you talking to him? Why do you talk to him? You don't talk to me. You know, I just I I didn't understand. I was like, so what is it about them, these ministers, right, that that you talk to them? And it was just that my hearing was so underdeveloped. I didn't know the voice of God. But um, one of the things that um, I was hungry for it and um, and I desired to understand it, you know, so if. God is talking to them. Obviously, he's talking. He's saying stuff. They're like, you know, and I'm looking at the fruits of their obedience by listening to God on these things. So, you know, what what do I need to do to hear from God? And so um, what ended up happening, um, that pursuit of understanding how to develop um, my hearing I started reading some books, Joyce Myers. She had like two of them, knowing the voice of God or knowing God and um, hearing from God, I believe was like, yeah, that second one was not the title, but I'm just saying, <laughs> look up Joyce Myers when it comes to hearing the voice of God. I think, yeah, hearing the voice of God is probably one of them and then knowing God. All right. So look those two up and um, those two books blessed my life when it came to me being able to start to understand how to hear. And, you know, one of the those things is that you it it takes practice. Um, I think my bishop, Bishop Davis at Impact, he has said that, you know, it's having a like a radio dial. And so when you had the antenna on a radio back in the day, like that big metal antenna that came out of the radio, you would have to adjust it so that the frequency can be stronger in one particular area when you're trying to get onto a station. And so if your frequency is off, then we have to tune in, tune in a little bit more. And so we do that by one, reading the word of God, two, by praying to God and praying to God. Like, you know, that's a, we'll do that on a whole nother day. Praying to God is a two way communication street. It is not us just giving him a list of our wants and our desires and all the things God will talk back to us. Um, we have a heavenly language. I know that recently, um, oh my gosh, um, Miss Paula White um, has put um, talking in tongues on, uh, on, on, on Front Street right now. But we do have a heavenly language that's accessible to us as a part of the salvation package. Um, but um, all, all don't always access that part of our salvation package, but it's there. And if you're interested in speaking in tongues, if you're speaking in being able to have and develop your holy language, because um, God will start to reveal some things to you um, in that spiritual realm. If you um, if you um, really tap into that um, that language. And so you got scriptures that are there for that. And so we'll probably talk about that on another day. But um, that is a way for you to be able to hear the voice of God. And then also um, getting quiet. I, I probably, I'm going to say quiet. 
I say this on every single one of these because it's just so true when it comes to us being able to conquer the soul and all the issues that we have. We have to set, take ourselves outside of this, these environments that we're in, especially today. Millennials, man, we're so busy. You have to quiet yourself. And so taking some time out to really quiet yourself and really um, get still and taking off the distractions, turning off the phones and um, not have. I mean, the kids and stuff that are running around. Nope. They got they need to be asleep. And so getting quiet and really um, allowing God to deposit some things into you. Write those things down in a journal. And um, and I promise you that that is a way for you to start to develop um, your your um, hearing, hearing the voice of God. OK, and so um, I'm ra- almost done here. I'm, I'm wrapping this thing up. Um, and so um, the last thing I want to well, actually last two things is so we're going to walk after the spirit. Um, so when we're walking after the spirit, we're focusing our attention on the things of God, not on our shortcomings. Okay. So when we focus on the things of God, then we're going to definitely be walking in more obedience and we're going to be doing more on application. It's just something about the way, how we attend to things. If we um, take our all the rules and all, all the commandments that God has given us and we focus our attention on those, um, we are less likely to be able to overcome them because we're focusing on, oh, gosh, I really want to curse them out right now. Oh, Lord Jesus, I really I really am feeling like I, I, I want to have sex. And so um, and these are just a couple of areas. And so um, when we are focused on the actual law or the rule, then we are more likely to break the rule. It's just one. It's a crazy thing. It's because our minds are focused on it. But when we switch that and we focus on walking in the spirit, we focus on the things of God. We walk, we focus on walking in love and, and developing our love walk. Then we are less likely focusing on being more self-controlled and more disciplined um, and finding discipline in different areas, then you're going to find yourself being able to say, okay, I'm not going to smoke today. Okay. I'm not going to curse them out right now. I'm not going to get really angry. You know, like you'll find yourself having more patience. Um, And so um, we're going to focus on walking in the spirit. And I talked to you guys about the fruits of the spirit, um, which are in Galatians 5.22. Galatians 5.22. Check it out on your own time. All right. And so then the last thing is just be like Nike. Um, And we just need to do it. Don't procrastinate. Just go for it. Be obedient. Do what God says. Um, I like have been um, open and honest about my um, struggle with procrastination. Um, It's it was something that a bad habit that I started developing very early on and it's still taking some time to get through it. But some of the things that, you know, God has um, deposited into me for being able to just do it. And getting over this hurdle of procrastination is um, don't think when you when God gives you the word, just go for it. Just go. 
And, um, you know, maybe you do a five second rule. Um, if you do the five second rule, speak it over and over and over and over and over and over. You know what? I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm walking out God's path. I'm walking out God's mission. I'm doing these things. Um, whenever God gives you um, some insight on your path and the journey that he has for you and the vision that he has for you and the purpose that he has for you, just speak it and, you know, just talk it through, talk it out and say, I'm doing it. And um, those things when you and another thing, do it afraid. Um, I when I tell you some of the things that I've done this year, the reason why I've, I feel like um, I've been stretched, I've been stretched beyond um, my any comprehension that I can have on my own um, in this past year and um, and being able to face fear straight on and saying that, you know what, uh, you're just going to have to just do it. You're going to just have to do it. And, you know, so be like Nike. Um, and so when you find what, what I have found is that when you walk out, it's basically walking out on faith. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, people may may or may not like what you do and they may reject it, but it's OK. I'm living for an audience of one. I'm doing this unto the Lord. And so I want to give God my best. And so and I need to do it now. And so when I do that. God says that we seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. And so I talked to you about those blessings, all those blessings that he wants us to have the blessing of our our storehouses being filled to the brim. Yes. Hallelujah. You know, he wants us to have prosperous businesses. I'm off. I'm here for it, honey. And God, when we walk out those paths, when we're in obedience, then God, we are relying on his strength, um, on his resources. And God has an um, infinite amount of resources. He is the um, the God of the universe. Like he holds the whole world in his hands. There's nothing that is too hard for him or too big for him. And so we rely on him. And so um, I think that this is probably one of the longest ones I've ever done. But um, I really wanted to dig into this particular conversation um, when it comes to application, because I, I believe it's the area when we want to grow, when we don't see the growth. Um, this is the biggest opportunity for us to be able to make a shift and make some changes in our lives. And so I love you guys. Um, um, I'll see you next Sunday. Please tune in. If you like this, share it, um, like it. Um, I love you and I'll be talking to you next week. God willing. Bye.